What's up, Bovusters? It's your man, Will, and we're off to another exciting podcast. If you're not familiar with the Bovuster podcast, well, hey, it's my podcast. This is where I get to go out and interview all those cool food creators in our area. Today, we have crowdfunding expert John Tregonis on. He shares some strategies to help your food brand raise money. Yep, there we go. That's the M word, the monetary, the money, the jing, the cash, the dough. He's going to share a bunch of stuff. And also, we did the video version, so there's a corresponding video on YouTube. Very excited. It came out great. But hey, enough of me talking. Now, on to the podcast. Okay, introduce yourself, and where can someone find you? Hi there. I'm uh, John Tregonis, uh, author of Crowdfunding for Filmmakers and Crowdfunding Consultant slash Manager. And uh, you can find me on a variety of places, but most importantly, we've got the Twitter at at Tregonis, my last name. And you can also find me at thejohntregonis.com. Awesome. How about your IG? I always forget about Instagram, yes. You can also find me on Instagram at at Tregonis. Sorry, that sounded like I was being an asshole. I, well, I didn't mean to be. Um, <laughs> I love it. You know, well, let me just one more time. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you can also find me on Instagram at, at Trigonus. And you do your trig talks, right? Yeah, every day. Uh, well, <clears throat> it used to be every morning. Now it's uh, whenever I get out of the house naturally, Yeah. Uh, which is pretty much every day. But yeah, I do these uh, trig talks, hashtag trig talks. You can see a whole bunch of them where I just walk for about a... You know, 30 seconds to a minute and, you know, give some advice mostly to myself, but other people seem to benefit, so I keep doing it. Actually, you're, I really dig what you do. I don't get it every day, but when I do get it, there's always some meaning nice. behind it. And it's good to know the person that's taught. Like, yeah, I hate influencer, but when you know real people that spout some real shit mm, and yeah. that day it hits you hard, you're like, wow, that was meant for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I get excited when occasionally I'll see, like, someone messages me and they're like, that one hit me good today. I needed it. I needed it. And I'm yeah. like, cool, so did I. That's why I read That's yeah, why that's, I did it. It's true, right? It's like scripture. All right, I want to do some uh, quick housekeeping. I want to yeah. thank John from Griot Cafe because he lets me come here and do whatever I want for the most part. And I want to give him a huge plug. I love these guys. Um, and remember to eat and support local food people. All right. So now, let's tell me, like, what is your background overall? I know you just gave me your, your elevator pitch. You can expound into it. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I guess I could go into the how I got into this whole crowdfunding world. I mean, it's one part of me. I'm, I'm mostly a, a writer, uh, poet. You know, based in Jersey City, most of my most of my life, I guess. Okay. Um, and then, uh, although I grew up in Weehawken, but I, when I moved here and I got my education in Jersey City. Um, so I'm pretty much a poet, a writer, um, and then I became a filmmaker for a good 10 years. And at one point, uh, you know, I was, I was like guerrilla indie filmmaker to a fault. It was like, sit there and we would just make a $500 feature and yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible, but you know what? Yeah. It's made, it's there, people see it. Yeah, yeah. And then we make the next one, yeah. but it was pulling money out of my own pocket. And I was also a professor for a time, yeah. an adjunct professor, which basically is freelance, which basically means you get paid nothing. Yeah. So I would basically take all of my money, put it towards one of my films, go to some film festivals, spending, 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 never right. making any money off a film because they were all shorts for the most part except one feature. Mm. So I was about to make my, I think it was my eighth short film called oh. Cerise. Uh, and... I had discovered, uh, a few months before, I discovered Twitter. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I get to talk to people and, uh, you know, about topics that I don't, that my friends and I just don't talk about anymore because right. I already know their opinions about it and they haven't changed in 10 years. That's yeah, true. So it was kind of cool. I built up a little bit of a following there. And then through Twitter, I started discovering this thing called crowdfunding. People were asking for money right. on the internet. And I was looking at some of the raises and I was like, that's amazing. I, I don't believe it. Right. So I, I looked at Cerise. I needed, you know, I, I saved up about $10,000. And I would make films between $10,000 and $50,000. And it was all my own money saved. Right. So I said, you know what? I got $10,000. If I can get another $5,000, I can make a pretty, pretty good movie. I could pay some extra people. Right. But in my heart, I didn't believe it was going to work. So I was also like, this crowdfunding thing is not going to take off. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do it to see if it, if it works. You know, and it did work, um, but I did it completely different from everybody else who was doing it at the time. There were only a handful of film campaigns. Okay. Um, and that's kind of, you know, so I ran the campaign, 
I did my own thing, and eventually uh, I hit my goal. It was five thousand dollars back huh. then in two thousand ten. That's like the equivalent of about twenty five thousand now. That's a lot of you jing, know. especially it's, for then. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, and for for somebody who didn't know what they were doing, it's yeah. like, well, it's five thousand dollars extra. Cool. Um, and then I raised, you know, I, I raised that money in a month, and then the next month I just kind of kept the campaign open, never okay. promoted, and I got like thirteen hundred bucks extra. Wow! Just from it being on on Indiegogo. Right, right. So at that point, closed the campaign, went and made the film, and then I started getting people reaching out to me saying, "Hey, Trig, how did you do this? Uh, you know, what's the secret?" So I started telling people like the secret, and this is what I did. This is this is what happened. Right. And ultimately, I was just spending too much time on crowdfunding stuff, not enough time writing and and creating anything. Yeah. So uh, my fiance actually gave me the idea to uh, write a book, so that at least I could publish it. Right. And then I wouldn't have to give people all this, you know, free yeah. advice because I wasn't charging either. And you know they would they would get my I'd get my little ten percent you know from yeah. from the from the publisher so that's exactly what I did I pitched the publisher on Twitter wow um, I didn't go with that publisher because they wanted to take a few weeks of research because they right. never heard of crowdfunding and I was like where have you been yeah so I went to their direct competition they got on a phone within a week two weeks later I had a signed contract wow an advance check in the mail wow and then I started writing the book six months later sent it in. Book was published about a, another six months or eight months later, yeah. and at that point, I had been reached out to by Indiegogo, oh, because they saw me giving away free advice on Twitter, and mm-hmm. they had a, an account back then called Indiegogo Film. Okay, and the guy who was running it at the time, uh, Brad Wyman, mm-hmm. uh, producer in Hollywood, he uh, he basically said like, "Hey man, you're giving better advice than than the people at Indiegogo give, so I want to hire you for Indiegogo Film." Word. So, and again, all on Twitter. So when we talk about social media, if we get to it, yeah. you know, I got plenty to say. Right. Um, so then I, I, it was a hard choice because I'm like, well, it, you know, I'm teaching and, and it's right. not stable, but it gives me a lot of free time. And in my mind, startups were corporate and they were evil, yeah. period. There was totally. no, it was black and white, you know. So, you know, again, talked to my fiance. I kind of made a, made a hard decision and said, you know, let me give it a try. Every day expecting to get fired the next week. Yeah. Just because I was like, I'm prepared. Um, and I lasted five years. Wow, that's pretty At Indiegogo good. as a campaign strategist, I worked on all of their big campaigns. You, you name it, Super Troopers 2, Con Man, wow. you know, all film, video. Eventually I went to gaming, tabletop games, comic hmm. books, ran my own comic book campaign. And then ultimately uh, I started doing some technology campaigns because that's where things were going and apparel um, and that's when I kind of started not liking the job anymore yeah it became Uh, a job it became a job because I was doing I was helping people raise money for things that I thought didn't have a place in the world right right who needs another pair of sunglasses you know when my sunglasses work just fine or who needs a smart salt shaker yeah I'd find out later some people do need smart salt shakers to measure the amount of salt but in, in my head, it was kind of like, too much technology, I'm not into it, right. I'm out. And at that point, they were also making a shift away from film. Right. Uh, so I said, you know what, this is, uh, this is time. It's about passion, and that's, like the Bavusters, we're all passionate about food. And it doesn't matter if you're going to make uh, grandma's cookies or a food truck. This is a great episode for you because you need money, the moolah. And if you don't have Daddy Warbucks backing you <laughs> you need to get your tribe involved it was always something when i did the rising tide capital course and they talked about food and it, are you familiar with the course i don't i'm not sure of the course but i know rising tide capital for sure yeah, yeah. I, I actually spoke on a panel a while back with, with them yeah, you should hook up again with them because they definitely they, they did mention that uh 90 of all food people that want to start never get funding because you fail yeah. like 70 percent failure so no one wants to fund you, and you have great ideas, and that's why they said you could go the like crowdsourcing, and they basically had like like a two blurb, you know, these and this one, and that's it. Check it out yourself. So that's basically what uh, I kept thinking in my head was, why why not? You know, we need funding. People that like food need funding, and so well, if I close my notes over here, crowdfunding is a great reason. Even I uh, goof off a little bit. Okay, so back in uh, 2016, Adrian and I we. We actually did our first uh, contribution to a food truck called uh, Cinnamon Snail. Mm. And he did everything I thought was cool. And, and you'll probably tell me this, the Bavusters the same thing, which is 
he did a video. He became known. Adam Chef Adam Sobel. He was on like the Today Show. He mm, was like yeah. one of the cool people. So it's an all vegan truck, and mm-hmm. I would follow them around like the Grateful Dead. Wow. And I have. So I mean, cool. their food was that in- impactful. Huh. So I know that there, you've worked with uh, other food brands, and uh, we know them collectively. So why don't we talk about uh, Lloyd from Bananas? Right. Mm-hmm. You you dealt with him. Worked with him. Yeah, yeah. I I dealt with. Um you know, Lloyd uh, f- over at Bananas uh, when they ran their campaign. Actually, I was doing a, a podcast. Well, I was doing an event for 80 Magazine. Okay. And we had uh, Lloyd come in because mm-hmm. I was giving a talk on crowdfunding for the, the audience. Right. A lot of food vendors there as well. Right, right. And uh, I basically, you know, was giving my lectures and then we had him kind of come up and he was a little bit stuck in yeah, the okay. campaign. So I was giving live advice right right then and there on what he should try. And again, you know, you give advice to one person right. who's in it now, it's still going to benefit somebody who's not in it yet. True. Because they're going to take those notes and be like, all right, this is, this is kind of, this will, this could work for later on. And that, that might spawn some ideas, but yeah, he was very, very humble about it. And, and that's part of like running a good campaign is you got to kind of, you know, just going back to that idea is you got to, you got to build up the, uh, the, the identity yeah. of what you're doing right. and you have to have an audience that's pretty much why nobody really wants to give money to a lot of products or right. food trucks because right. if they don't have a built-in audience yeah. it's a it's a risky investment yeah totally so nobody's going to want to do that but the people if you're inspiring them if you know like like those like uh, Cinnamon Snail inspired you to yeah. like kind of be a, like a, a follower and an advocate for their food yeah totally like that's huge that's that's that that is almost like money in the bank at that point when you need to to go out and make the invitation for them to actually come you know come to the plate with some money yeah totally you know um i also know that uh, departed souls i know brian mm-hmm. and you yeah, uh, brian. did you yeah. work on that or did you I, advise him at all so i didn't work on that because um you know they were, uh, i was working at indiegogo at the time and right. they were they did a kickstarter and you know can't really i got gotcha. you do that uh, back in the day but um Although, to be honest, I can now say I did kind of do a lot of that stuff on the side. So That's cool. Uh, you know. That's cool. Um, but they, um, yeah, they ran a really cool campaign. Uh, yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I, I followed it enough right. where I could see that they had a following. They, they, you know, a lot of it was proof of concept. Look, we want to start a brewery here. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and people came to the to plate, you know, and they, and they yeah. gave the money because they – you know, again, local, like just yeah. anything local that's going to kind of that's tapping into things that are popular now, too. Yeah, totally. You know, like craft beer is like a huge movement. It's yeah. going to be for a while. Yeah. Like any almost anybody can probably set up a, a pretty cool crowdfunder for. Yeah. I mean, there's a crowdfunding platform specifically for craft beers. Really? Yeah. I forget the name of it. It, and actually had a pretty cool name. I, I'll, I'll, yeah. um, so you can put it in your show notes or yeah. something. I'll, That's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you when yeah. I find, when I figure it out again. Yeah. Um, but like you know, everybody's trying to kind of like tap into that. And and anything local, if you can just get your audience, your 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 people in your town, right, on board way ahead in advance. Yeah. They will they will do more than you think they'd be willing to do. That's true. That's true. You and know. and I I'm happy that I'm reading your book. I know we've talked before. I remember mm-hmm. when I first bought your book was at um, was actually it was at that talk. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally I think was so. at that talk. Yeah. So, but I remember buying your book, saying I, I don't think I'm going to crowdfund, but I will support because we're neighbors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm going to make my diner documentary. I'm like, I've got the book already. I've yeah. got the game. <laughs> and it's and it's the latest edition still. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so uh, we'll make sure we give a, you can get a plug where you can get nice, the book cool. from. Yeah, yeah. So uh, also then we had um, my friend Jesse from Made Meals. He uh, did a successful Kickstarter. I think it was Kickstarter. It wasn't, definitely wasn't Indiegogo. And he was involved with the um, Pilot Works, which was, I was explaining earlier, the okay. co-working kitchen. And they just abruptly ended. So a lot of those... Uh, uh, a lot of those food entrepreneurs just didn't have a location, but he actually had a successful Kickstarter, got the money, and now he's you know he's fulfilling his meals. He has a meal nice. delivery plan. So, all right, so let's get yeah, into cool. it. I mean, that I love. I mean, I love talking to people, and this is this is fun. I could do this all day. <laughs> so, all right, so let's talk about what are some of the basic principles of crowdfunding. And before, when you came in, it was so quiet, like a church. And this is what happens every time you pull out some mics and someone wants to talk, that everyone comes to life. 
Yeah. Oh, these these look like powerful mics, right? Oh no, believe me, they've got a super cardio. Like I'm gonna geek out here. Cardio and and audio is the thing you can invest that never loses its value. Yeah. So. Truth. All right. So what what are some of the basic principles of crowdfunding? Yeah, I mean, uh, basic principles. So, uh, you know, I figured it out many many years ago. I I called it the three P's back in the day: Um, the pitch, the perks, and the promotion. Okay. Those are the three things you got to focus on. Okay. The three most important things about crowdfunding. If you get those right, chances are you're going to run a fine campaign. But, so when I, by the time I wrote my second edition of my book, um, I had like an epiphany. I was getting ready to do a TED Talk for TEDx Jersey City. Okay. And I was rewriting, uh, I was writing my script or, or my speech. And I started like stumbling over the P's. Okay. You know, like naturally just like, why am I saying pitch? And even like when I said pitch, my face would wince up a little bit. Like yeah. pitch, perks, prom- you know, yeah. like just the letter P, you know. Um, as a poet, I focus a lot on, on those little nuances. Yeah, totally. So I, I said, you know what? These don't work. These are so fucking corporate. Right. These are corporate terms. Yeah, yeah. And crowdfunding is not corporate. If you're coming at it with the money, you might as well go and find an investor and you'll, you'll be better off because you're going to have to cater to the audience. Mm-hmm. And that's full-time work. Yeah. So I said, let me get rid of these outdated words right. and figure out something that's more inviting. Okay. So I came up in my second edition and I unveiled them at my TED Talk. The three, I call them the three ins, I, because they all start with I-N. Okay. And it's the invitation, the incentives, and the interactions. Yeah, okay. So these are the three main things. Right. The invitation is basically your invitation video. Okay. Campaign video. Or the story section where you're telling us the story. It's an invitation to get the audience involved. All right. It's not. So, again, you want to pitch. That's great. Pitch somebody in an elevator, you know, and and they'll either give you a quick yes or no. But when you invite someone, you're making them something bigger, something more important in the the whole process. process. Part of the process. Yep. So that's the invitation. Mostly it's the video because that's probably the most important thing. Okay. The incentives are the rewards or the perks. Um, okay. And yes, they do kind of have a weight to them. Like people want something sometimes. Some people just donate. But you want to get somebody at the 500 or $5,000 level. Right. They're looking for something. And they're not – with crowdfunding, you can't necessarily give them a, a, a percentage of the company or the movie or anything. Right, right. So you have to give them T-shirts, or and those are the boring perks. But you got to give them something, an experience, something that gets them more involved. Right, right. And you know makes them feel like they got something for their money or I some of their money. Okay. And then the last part is, it is the most important part of the interactions. I called it promotion first. Okay. Um, but promotion means you're just blowing your own horn. Help me, support, mm. do this, do that. Right. And after a couple of days, that gets boring and nobody pays attention. Right, okay. But you have to interact with people. Okay. You have to make them feel like they're important because okay. they are. Okay. And if you don't make them feel like they're important, then you'll never be able to get them to give you what's most important to them, which yeah. is their money. Yeah, yeah. How do you do it? Get an example? Absolutely. Uh, so I, I'm a big Twitter guy. Um, but you can do it on any social media platform. And it's, I'd say it's 85% social media. Okay. But it's also this. It's also us hanging out at a coffee shop talking. That's engagement. Like, I feel special being on a podcast. Yeah. You know, I feel special when we meet up and talk at Mod Cup or yeah, yeah. wherever else we talk about I got things. you. So, but in a social media sense, it's easier because you have more reach to a wider audience. Okay. Now, if we're looking at like food specifically, that's going to be most likely local or try, you know, tri-state area kind right. of thing. And yeah, you can use social media, but you should also be kind of going here and there. And basically just sitting down with people, having conversations, mm-hmm. just talking. Yeah, okay. Not necessarily talking because you have an agenda. Right. Because people can see that shit, and then they, they yeah, kind of they back do. away. I, I do it way too much now. Like, the minute somebody meets with me, and I know they want to, you know, they want to pick my brain, or they want to, like, yeah. and I'm like, mm, I start tightening up, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to do this again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I already know that, because they're not here for the right reason, which is, you want to get to know me? Right, right. Let's get to know each other. Okay. And then by the fourth time, then we can start talking about crowdfunding and you can pick my brain and I'll give away free advice and all that stuff 
that's the difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. So it's kind of you're building it, a relationship. A hundred percent. It's um, you know Slava, the Slava Rubin, the uh, the former CEO of Indiegogo, but he's also the co-founder. Okay. Um, he had this great saying like, you know, the age of transactions are over. It's all about relationships now. Totally. You know, because nobody wants to feel like a transaction, even when you come to a coffee shop like this. Like, you know the people. Yeah, sure. You get to know them the, the first day you come. Yeah. By the 10th day, there's you're talking, and then, yeah. you know, yeah, then sometimes you might forget to pay the bill, you know? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know, things like that, because it's become more. Yeah, yeah. But they already know you're going to be back tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. It's a connection. And if they ever need money, yeah. you're in. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, the reason I come to Griot is because I know the owners. They put out a great product. They, you know, we built a relationship before they even let me come and do anything. Mm. Um, Mod Cup's another one. I would do it in Mod Cup, but you know how small that place is, and yes. you know, I don't want to hear old uh, guys talking like in my day. You know, right, right, sometimes right. they yeah, have their totally. own crowd. So, but that's you know, that's I agree. That's all the relationship part. Yeah, and that's and that's the hard work about crowdfunding is the. So, you know, peop it's called crowdsourcing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the technical term, and that came before crowdfunding. But not a lot of people know that word. Yeah, yeah. Because, it, you know, people are all about like, oh, crowdfunding, money, yay. Right. Um, but it's like, no, you've got to find the people, and you've got to engage with them first. That's true. And it's just like, even in the word, I like to tell people, in the word crowdfunding, the crowd comes before the funding. Yeah. So you've always got to put the crowd before the yeah, funding. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, and they just... My struggle with clients and everything is when they realize how much work that is. Oh, it's tons of work. They don't want to do it. And I think that's what people, um, not to quote Gary V, but he says, I'll give you the roadmap. I'll tell you everything to do and 90% won't do it because yep. it takes work. Another four-letter word, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's worse than the F word, that, that W word. Yeah, yeah. it's um, true. But it's true. You got you to gotta put in that work and... Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'm a recovering Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> so, uh, so, but you know, when he yeah. when he talks, he, he makes yeah. sense. You know, yeah. and and that's it. And I, I give people the roadmap as yeah. well, and uh, I yeah. and I I can only hope they do it. Yeah. Actually, though, if you really want to use Gary V as an example, mm. his message hasn't changed. Of course it, not. No, nope. it hasn't. So it's always been constant. <laughs> this is He's it. changed, but his yeah. message hasn't changed. No, it's true. Nice. It's true. It's true. Uh, and you know, you know, pour a little juice for Gary. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, which crowdfunding website? I know you were kind of talked about it a little bit. Which mm -hmm. crowdfunding website do you think uh, you would use again? And mm -hmm. is there any new ones on the horizon that you've seen? Oh, that's a great question. Um, cool. And, and for the first time, I can talk freely about it. Right, right. Um, so it depends on the project. Okay. And it depends on a couple of factors. Like, right. you know, obviously we, we know the, the two big ones, Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Right. Um, those are the, and I, and I, I always say, those are the two that matter. Mm-hmm. There's others out there um, that are specific to things like film. There's also um, Seed and Spark. Okay. Um, which is a great platform. They have their own kind of niche thing they do. Okay. Um, they have an 80% fund, a green light. So you have to basically hit 80% of your goal. Okay. And then you get green lit. So you, you're basically going to keep all that money. Right. Whether or not you hit 100%. I see. You know, so it's a kind of cool little advancement on Indiegogo's keep what you raise okay. and Kickstarter's, you know, all or nothing. All or which nothing. Is like, hey, you got to hit this goal or you ain't getting shit. Right. Um, so, but the main two are Indiegogo and Kickstarter. They're, they're probably going to be the main two for a while. New okay. ones pop up. They do a little bit of stuff and mm. then they probably ultimately crash and burn. Right. Because it's just, it's hard work to get where it is now. Um, but it depends on a few factors. The number one thing it depends on is, do you... Do you want to walk away with some money or no money in the event you don't succeed? Yeah, I gotcha. You know, so again, if your business can use, if you need fifty thousand dollars, right? But if you know you can work with thirty, yeah. Well, then you have two choices: one, set thirty as your goal, right, and hit that, and then stretch goal, as we call it, above that to fifty, huh? Which is basically layering smaller goals after you hit your main goal to try to raise more money. Do you tell people? Like, hey, look. Absolutely, yeah. So if I say, hey, hey, I need 50000 but really I need thirty, or do you say no, I need No, no, no. So, okay. So, okay. no, you would tell them, you, you would set, and this is the one option. You can set the smaller goal that you know you can work with. Okay. You know? And then hope you hit that. Well, not hope. You're going to work. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to yeah. aim to it's hit it. It's a full-time job per it's your a full -time book. full-time job. Yeah. That's it. And... 
you know, so that's one way to do it. Right, right. Um, but you would tell them like, hey, we need 30,000 and that's going to cover X, Y, and maybe a little bit of Z. Right, right. And then when you hit 30, hopefully yeah. you have a few weeks left in the campaign. I got gotcha. Then you say, hey, we hit 30,000. We're great. Let's see if we can hit 45,000 because okay. then we can do Y, Z, and A and B. Ooh. So basically, you know? in, so when you lay it out on the website, because mm-hmm. I'm visualizing this in my head, yep. even though it's uh, audio, so if you can see the beach ball <laughs> above my head. But you basically lay it out and say, look, we need X, but if we can get a little more, yep. then I can do these other goals, 100%. and that's the stretch goal you're talking 100%. about. 100%. Yep. See? That- and I would only lay out the new stretch goals once the initial goal gets hit. I got you. So you want to make it seem like all we need is 30000 I got you. Let's hit it and focus on that or right, whatever right. the amount is. Right, right. And then, you know, because people are going to get excited. Yeah. And it all depends on what you're going to offer them. Right, right. And what you can do with the additional money that's going to make for a better product for them. Right, I got you. Ultimately, right? All right. So that's one way to do it. The other way is, again, if you know, and, and that would be good for like Indiegogo or Kickstarter, right? Okay. But if you if you know that you need fifty thousand and you cannot work with a penny less, right? Then I'd say maybe Kickstarter is all is the better option because it's all or nothing. Everyone knows. And it. and here's the thing: so is Indiegogo. Indiegogo has the option oh. of all or nothing. But see the the thing you just did? Yeah. That's what everybody does. Indiegogo is known for the platform that is you get to keep whatever you raise. I gotcha. That's it. They've tried hard to do, they call it fixed funding, and they've tried hard to promote it, but everybody knows Kickstarter no. is the one that's all or nothing, yeah. period. I gotcha. So that's, that's the kind of one thing. is like, how much money do you absolutely need? What can you work with? Okay. The other, the other thing is, what is the audience? Okay. So if somebody tells me now, hey, I want to make a film, right. immediately I'm like, okay, Kickstarter. All right. Indiegogo's not focusing on film anymore right. in the way that they used to. Right. But if you say, oh, you've got, you got this great technology idea, I would be like, well, that's where Indiegogo's Would they kick you out of bed? At. Like if I went to them and said, hey, look, I'm going to do a film. And they're like, no, we don't do film. Would they? No, no, no. They'll still let you do it. Okay. But it's not the audience. The filmmaker audience is uh, not hanging out on Indiegogo. They're okay. hanging out on Kickstarter. All right. No, I have a question. Yeah. The food audience, just to kind of go, go bring ahead. it back to food because I always want to cater to the audience. Yeah. It is both. Okay. They're hanging out on both. Because at the, at the end of the day, yeah. that's going to be more localized. Yeah. So your audience is going to go wherever the hell you take them. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So it doesn't matter. You could even do it on your website through a PayPal link. They'll yeah. go. They'll follow you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So that's what I was kind of saying. Okay, um, let's say you built a real network in real life, IRL. Mm-hmm. And you basically tell people, hey, look, you know, ask me about my food truck or my grandma's cookies. Mm-hmm or my diner documentary, and it, you built a following. So it really wouldn't matter where you put it, other than the right. fact that it's all or nothing, or you kind of get what you raised. Right. right, exactly. Okay. I mean, and, and again, so the other question that sometimes people ask is like, oh, well, then why should I do crowdfunding and spend, you know, 5%, you know, because platforms take about 5%, That's and what you're going to lose 3% question. in credit card transaction fees. Like right. You're losing like almost 10%. Okay. Of whatever you raise. Wow. It's like, why would I do that when I could just set up a PayPal button on my website and only lose whatever PayPal's fees are? And the answer is simple. PayPal's not optimized for that. You're still going to do all the promotion, Mm -hmm. but you don't have anything that creates that sense of urgency. Yeah, that's what the goal does. When people see the goal, that's what there's a green bar that stretches. We call it the green bar effect. It stretches from, from the one side to the other. The more right. money you get, the more you know, the the, the, the greener it gets. Right. People when they see that bar green, yeah, they wanna put in more money. That's you know, true. It's psychological. That's and, true. You know, again, you can't do that on your website because no. you're just gonna be spending more time doing that and making basically creating the infrastructure that crowdfunding platforms have had in place for the last ten years. Right, right. You know, so it's always like, yes, front up the money. Give Indiegogo or Kickstarter their their due, right. and you know access what they have because right. they have tools and they also have audience that you may not be able to reach. That's true, and that would be the additional like you bring your own um, your own people in IRL, and they have additional people that oh, I like this right. Yep, and My- that's when like you start seeing like things. Like when a campaign is doing well on a platform, that's when you start seeing that right. pr- the platform's promoting them. 
Oh, okay. On the homepage and stuff like that. Sometimes it's organic. Sometimes it's curated. Like, yeah. like I know Kickstarter curates everything because they're, you know, at the end of the day, they're just they're they're all like they're all about. I mean, I hate to say their favoritism. It's like, oh, I like this campaign because I've seen campaigns that aren't doing well that are promoted on Indiegogo. It's all merit based. Okay, like it's like. If you hit a certain percentage, yeah. you know, it triggers an algorithm yeah. and you get up there. And then you get access right. to the wider audience okay. that you might not have had access to. That's true. I think all social media, because if, really, if you want to boil down to it, these are social media platforms that just collect money to help 100%. you. Because I've seen like YouTube, um, with Casey Neistat, he's their mm-hmm. uh, poster child for YouTube. Oh, they totally, always yeah. promote him. So like, it yep. makes sense. Yep. It makes yep. Anybody, anybody bringing in money, yeah. uh, you know, to the to the platforms get get their promotion. It's so totally. promotion. So we could. That's a whole separate podcast for another <laughs> rant. But, but okay, so let's go on. Okay, how can someone build a team? And that was a big. When I read that part, the A team, the B team, mm-hmm. and the C team, there was a big aha moment. Mm. So how how can people get involved? How do you recommend it? Yeah. Besides the fact of saying, hey, just join my team because. Some people. I want you on the C team only, but not the A team. Right, right, right. No, well, yeah. So, and 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 I'll, I'll clarify a little bit of my my A, B, and C team. Um, to be honest, I when I wrote the book the first time, yeah. uh, back in like 2012 or 2011 or whenever it was, mm-hmm. um, I just that was such a the A, B, and C team was such. Um, I can say this. It was such a bullshit thing. Okay. At at that moment. Because I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know. Right. I, all I know is I had it. Yeah. I had like different people that were willing to do different things, but yeah. I couldn't push them to do something extra. I got you. So again, like my A team right. was literally two people. Yeah. Actually, if I'm really honest, my A team was one person. It was me. Yeah. Um, but I gave credit to my boy Alan Aguilar, who was my cinematographer on all my films. Yeah. And he tweeted the campaign a few times okay I gave credit to my fiance Marinelle uh, who runs 80 magazine here yeah. uh, she tweeted a few times and okay. she did she did a lot of actually she did all of the uh, so I did these incentives where I wrote poems for everybody who contributed at least ten dollars that's nice and I that's and thoughtful. I my whole thing it uh, I I can get into that a little more because that that was what snapped uh, a, a circuit in my head about what crowdfunding really is, yeah. but I don't know how to design things. She's a graphic designer, so right. she basically designed each one nicely in Photoshop so that I could then post it on people's Facebook walls. Nice. And right. what would happen is I would post it, and I would get more contributions because back then this was before this was pre-cover photo. Yeah. So you only had your profile picture. People would make my poem their profile pic. Their friends would see it and be like, how did you get one of those? Right. And they would want one for them. So I was fulfilling these things real time. Wow. Like, as they came in, three days later, that person had a poem on their Facebook wall. Nice. So, and I was writing every single day. So it was great. But she was, so she was like definitely a team material. Okay. Um, And Alan definitely, you know, he shared the campaign as, you know, when I told him to and all that stuff. Right. But that was it. That was my A team. Okay. The B team... I didn't actually have a B team. I tried to get it, but it was too much paperwork for me to go to a, go to my college, fill out the stupid co-op form, put it in a book, yeah. and hope that the students are going to see it, yeah. want to be a part of it for no money. Yeah. You know, so I didn't do that, but I've worked with people who have, okay. and it works wonders. Whether they're working with the crowdfunding aspect or sometimes what they have their B team do mm-hmm. is... Because again, good crowd—you know—good crowdfunding understands a very simple premise. Right. You are probably not going to get your entire budget from crowdfunding. Okay. It was never meant to be that. Okay. It was meant to be a piece of it. Right. When people do get the whole budget, it's a—it's a—it's an anomaly. It's a gift. And it happens every now and then because mm. they just got a great project. Right. And they do some things, and they're willing to go above and beyond. Like there's so many factors. Right. But. Um, what they would take some of these B team members is they would say, all right, well, we want you to write these grants. Okay. Fill out these grant forms. Yeah. Because let's be honest, nobody wants to do that. That's why you crowdfund. Right, right. Because those forms take time. But you have somebody take care of it, then you focus on crowdfunding, 
they focus on that. I've also had people have their B team focusing on social media marketing, mm-hmm. putting money behind things and stuff like that. So sometimes even a filmmaker will get like a business student who knows yeah. how to do, who knows how to use Facebook's uh, marketing man, you know, marketing yeah. manager or whatever it's called, creating ads and stuff like that and putting money towards it. Okay. So that's a great use of the B team if, you, if you've got that and if you need that. The C team is just the crowd. Yeah. It's the audience. The minute they put a dollar in, mm-hmm. they are a part of that team. Yeah. And it's important to let them know that. Right. With a thank you on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. Right. With reaching out to them and even offering them other perks. Or okay. what I like to do is offering them other ways to get involved in the process. Okay. Give an example of that. Let's say maybe your C team, somebody on your C team is a graphic designer. Okay. And you need some last minute graphic design work. Okay. You know, maybe one of them will do it. And all you got to do is one of the hardest things I've recently learned is you just got to ask. Yeah, it's hard. You, you got to do the ask. ask. Yeah. Okay. You know, and so, you know, look, if they put in $10, $50 already, chances are they want to do more. They yeah, want to okay. help out. They want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of it. And, and again, the money is just, the money is such a, dirty thing you know it's it's, it's, as clean as an altruistic as it could be it's still a dirty thing it's the gateway yeah it's the gateway into a bigger world and look if they've got skills i've had people reach out to me yeah when i crowdfunded wanting to help they're like hey look i'm a graphic designer i do this i do that whatever you need pro bono i really want to help the film okay One, one of my one of the, the guys who gave, um, I like telling this story, it's a quick one, but like this dude, Ben, uh, you know, one day I had $500 in my account and I had an executive producer wow. in, in my film for Cerise. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. And I started Googling the guy and I couldn't find a damn thing about him. He wasn't on social media. He wasn't on Twitter, nothing. He wasn't in the world. Wow. And you know, if you're not on Facebook or Twitter, you don't exist. You don't exist. So at the end of the day, it's like, I'm like, this guy's totally fake. He just gave fake $500. What am I going to do? So I was waiting and waiting for the $500 to go away. And then yeah. finally, I think we found an email address. Or we, we, we got the email address on Indiegogo. We emailed him, and a few weeks later, he got back to us. He was real. He meant to put in $500. He loves the project. And whatever else we need, wow. let him know. To this day, the guy still... You know, like he's, I think he's the reason I have my website up, you know, like, like he pays for like these little things Yeah. because he just, he's an altruistic guy who has a good amount of money Yeah. and he cares about what we're, what I'm doing. Yeah. I got you. He even backed my, my comic book campaign that I did. So he's like a super fan. He would be what we, he's a super fan. Yes. If he backed more campaigns, I would say he's a, he was classified as what they call the super backer, which I think is a ridiculous term. Right. Um, that of course Kickstarter coined, I think, um, you know, but it's, it's this backer that just jumps in and throws money at everything. Right. You know, whether it's a dollar on 50 campaigns, right. They're just like, they, they get this status and then they get into this backer club thing. I mean, there's a whole, when you get deep into this yeah. this world, yeah. there's some ridiculous things out there, but it's all for a positive uh, goal, which is to get good shit funded. Yeah, and I got you. At the end of the day, it could be as ridiculous as I want to think it is. Right. It works. All right. That's you some know? good stuff. That really yeah. is. I have very strong opinions about things like that, but again, the one thing you can't deny is, is, is it's all for the right reason. Yeah. That's a, I think people, people know bullshit, and they know when you're faking it. And they know when you're passion. Yep. Um, I um, and if you help people along the way, um, I don't know if you know who's gluten free. The group of the they used to be over at the uh, old nine four two. It was uh, do you tea and who's gluten free? Oh, I, I don't know if I know them. Well, um, they're they are a local um, gluten free bakery. They used to be in the Heights. They started in the Heights. Now they're over on um, the West Side. Huh. Um, Shelly, who's gluten free? Yeah, wow. I Honestly, I'll introduce you. Mm-hmm. But the girls, uh, when we go there every so often, um, Shelly and uh, they just, they're like, oh, when, did you, when are you going to do your Kickstarter? When are you going to do it? Because they want to contribute already because I've wow, helped them cool. with so much stuff. I mean, See? Yep. yeah. And then basically I treat them like they're my little sisters. I'm a little sister, I'm very proud of what you do. So you're you doing do. it. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're already doing every single thing right. Yeah. And if everybody did that. Right, right. But it's hard work, right? No. Like tell, tell, tell the audience. No. It's hard work. It's extremely hard work if 
And here's an if. Mm-hmm. If you're not like this in real life, in real life, I will I, I reach out to people and say, look, I, I like what you're doing. Because the, the, the one thing, I, if you give away positivity, it comes back. 100%. 100-fold. Yep. And all you have to do is tell someone, wow, I really like what you've done. I've seen what you've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I really, I'm really proud of what you do. Yep. And they'll come back. It no, really does. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I even don't like calling it work, you right. know, um, going back to Gary Vee yeah. and everything. Yeah. It is work. Totally. But if you're doing it, like you said, yeah. for the right reasons, yeah. altruistically, yeah. Um, because you actually do like something, yeah. it's not work. No, it's no. just, it's a part of your day. Yeah. You know? No. That's when true. You do, it, you do it to 10 people a day, man, that's, that's, that's that, 10 fans, that's yeah. 10 contributions, yeah. that's 10 lifelong just yeah. fans. My personal philosophy in life is I want to make lifelong connections. Yeah. I try to do it with everyone. You don't, I mean, some people you just never click, but some people right. you do. And that's what I, that's my goal every day. Make a lifelong connection with someone out there because you never know when you need something and they're the person to give it to you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's All right. So let's go ahead. Uh, what should be in your pitch video? Now, I know you've said this is the first part of in, right? That's yep. F. Okay. Yeah, so the, uh, I, again, I've tried to call it the invitation video, but then. Again, people just know it as the campaign video, so I'm kind of adapting my language um, okay. to suit what people kind of think of it, as long as they don't call it the pitch video, because, like I said, I get, I get antsy now when I hear the word pitch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so a, a lot's changed with campaign videos, and, um, I mean, the, the advice in my book, the advice that I still give is totally relevant right. of the main parts of it. Number one, you have to be in the video. Yeah, you got to be in it. You got to know a video, who the hell you are. Period. There has to be a video. Yeah, I mean, we have to know something about it, and we're not necessarily going to read the whole story section right. on the campaign page. It I might gotcha. be too long. We want to get the gist in about two minutes. Okay. Years ago, it used to be three minutes. Our attention spans are going down. Way down. The campaign video should be about two to two minutes twenty seconds. Yeah. That's it. Um, and you need to be in it. You need to have an introduction to okay. who you are. Because okay. I see some people, um, actually I had, a, had a, a, a guy who read my book and he, he did a great, the campaign video is great. I actually, you know, I, I helped him out a little bit pro bono. I like organized his script a little bit. Okay. Um, and, and he did it just like I or reorganized it and it was a great campaign video. Yeah. One thing was missing. He didn't introduce himself. He just jumps oh. in. I've liked horror movies for blah, blah, blah. You know, and it was... It was great. Yeah. But that was the one thing that's missing is, hi, I'm this dude. Right, right. And I've been into horror movies my whole life. Right, right. And now I'm making one. Okay. You know, like, we need to just tell us who you are because the name is your most important word you're ever going to have. That's your business card. Thing. That's yeah. your card. Yeah. yeah. Like, just tell us that. Or at the very least, put it in a, you know, lower third if you forget. Put yeah. it in the lower third. We need to know your name. We got to know who you are. Yeah. Because you're the person we're giving the money to. Yeah. Your project could actually suck. Yeah, yeah. But if you're passionate, yeah. if you're excited, yeah. that's going to be addictive. You might get 10 bucks. You might not get 50 bucks yeah. from me. Yeah. But you might get 10 just because you're you're awesome. Yeah. And I might not like your film, but here's 10 bucks. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. So you got <clears throat> to do an introduction to yourself. Then you got to tell us the, again, the pitch or what I call the invitation, which mm-hmm. is what the film is about or right. what the business is about and why we should care enough right. to help you make it. Right, right. I got Very it. important part. Okay, for those that don't understand what a lower third is, the screen oh, is... No, that's all right. The screen is divided. Your, any screen time, there's in thirds, and you put your name in the lower part. You can, and you, it's, a, it's a type thing. But yeah, that's what a lower third yep. is. Yep. Okay. Um, so then outside of the invitation and or the, uh, the introduction and the invitation, mm-hmm. right after that, what I recommend is if you are... Regardless of what business you're in, if you're a filmmaker or, or a food creator, mm-hmm. uh, or a food creator, like no, that's so that's really cool. Uh, yeah, actually, no, it makes sense. Actually, Creation of food, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Um, you want to show us the proof that you are what you are, right? You know, we need to know that you know how to make a film. We need to know that you know how to do a you know a fagra or a, you know whatever your whatever your specialty is. Yeah, like, exactly. Show us the B roll. 
uh, the extra footage of you doing what we're going to ultimately invest our money in. Right. Invest not necessarily for money back, but, you know, for, right. for to help you make something. Right, right. We want to know that you can do it. And now it's more important than it ever was because backers have become savvy. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. everybody is crowdfunding. You probably know two people at least who are crowdfunding yeah. right now. I know dozens. Yeah. And I'm always getting hit up, you know, right. and I can't give to everybody. So now I have to make decisions. Yeah. Who of my friends deserves my money? Yeah, I got you know, what you're it's, saying. It's pretty bad now because yeah. now we can't just give it to all our friends. Right. So you, you have to prove that you're the one we should give the money to. Okay. Um, and then I like to tell people, mention a few of the incentives that you get. Okay. You know, like a couple. Hey, we've got cool things. We've got, you know, behind the scenes footage. We've got this. We've got that. Very quickly. And then at the very end, the most, one of the most important things, the call to action. Right. Remind okay. us. We've been through two minutes of you talking. Right. Remind us. What are we here to do again? Yeah, you know, just tell us, back us, share us, and and we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in the uh, kitchen. Boom. That's good. I'm definitely. I'm very fired up now, and <laughs> I know the Buffusters will be fired up, especially when you're looking for funding. And this is a roadmap. Yeah. Now, the last question we really had was, how does social media play a role in getting your message out? And we've kind of been talking about it. Mm-hmm. Is there something that we did not cover in the social media yeah. sphere? Yeah, there's plenty we didn't cover, um, but in in terms of like, so obviously the biggest role that it plays is audience building. Right? Okay, and if you're again, if you're doing a local campaign, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it it's not necessarily the audience building; it's the audience maintenance. Yeah, you want to keep them up to date, especially for local campaigns. If you don't have and for food, if you don't have an Instagram, yeah, forget you're it. You're done. Yeah, like. And you're not going to get money from Instagram by promoting your campaign necessarily. No. But you have to have it in general so that people, that's your proof. Right. Here, this, look at all the good stuff we do. Yeah. Oh, we have a campaign and you can kind of put that out there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, so I think the, the main thing is two things. One, and we talked about this before we, we started, um, don't. Don't build on top of a platform right? unless it's your own platform. Right, right. So, again, if you're building your audience, do yourselves a favor. And this is coming from somebody who did not follow this advice. Okay. Get email addresses and covet them like they're all important because they are. So, we don't, you know, as as wonderful as Instagram is. Yeah. If Instagram goes down. Right, right. Your business goes down with it if that's where you built it from. That's true. You know, so, but when you have the email addresses, those platforms are what they're supposed to be tools. Yeah. You know, so I would, my biggest advice is social media plays a part for awareness, wider awareness and maintenance of your current audience. Okay. But it should not be where they live. I got you. Okay. And in, you know, in, in terms of like promotion, you know, I know I call it interactions. Because you do have to interact, but occasionally you do promote. You know, you have to promote your business a little bit. I got you. But when you think about it, every person who promotes a business on on Instagram specifically by putting a picture of some food. Right. Yes, that's great. It's promotion if you post it and people are commenting and the business never comments back. Then you're in it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Then it's because you want to get people coming in. Yeah. But if you start commenting on those comments, forget about it. Yeah. Now you're creating lifelong partners. Yeah. You know who are going to want to eat there every day and want to want to know more about it. So there's a lot of that, and that translates to crowdfunding because that's where it starts. Yeah. I had a good example of that. Um, there's a Facebook group called The Secret Montclair. It's mm. not that secret, but you know. Uh, I posted uh, my uh, story about doing the documentary, mm-hmm. and I posted just some pictures of docu- uh, of the diners around. That thread, people just kept talking and talking and to- without me talking. So it huh. just kept going on and on and on. Then I said, well, like, can you send me examples of stories that you've had of you know, how these diners have helped you or whatever, that diner story. And I got such cool stories. Really cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it just kept going. So what you're basically saying is it's not about if you just if you're bullhorning it out and not responding, 100%. you're not get, that's not engagement. It's not. It's no. absolutely not. You're not it's, having a conversation. Yeah, you, you need to have that conversation. Um 
I'm, I'm working with about three clients right now, and, and that's the part that they're at. Right. And I see one doing fairly well. It's hard, though. Yeah. You know, it's hard because, look, the fact is, here's, here's the truth. Like, here's some hard truth. Sometimes yeah. you do all this work, and you still don't get the interactions. Yeah. Sometimes that's a reflection of what you're putting out, you know, your business. Maybe maybe there's nobody wants it. Maybe it's saturated, you know, yeah. It's it's oversaturated. Like th- there's 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 issues with that. But crowdfunding is also aside from getting money, right. It's also a proof of concept. Okay. If you have an idea for something and you don't know mm-hmm. if people want it, okay. Sure, you could do the surveys, people can take the surveys, but surveys are free. All right. You know? You really want to know whether or not they want what you're selling or what you're going to peddle? Mm-hmm. Set up a campaign, set a decent goal, push it hard, interact, do everything I'm saying, yeah. and look, at the end of the day, some campaigns still don't succeed. Yeah. Guess what? It's time to scratch that business, Yeah. move to the new one. Yeah. That's, again, if, I mean... It's test and repeat, I guess, is it, what you're it saying. It really is. Yeah. But a lot of people get so myopic about their... Yeah business or their idea they get enamored and you know when they i've seen campaigns film campaigns primarily i've seen them four times crowdfunding yeah and each one is a failure yeah they just don't hit the goal and they just never accept the fact that like people don't want this one yeah do you have another one yeah the problem is they don't which means you're not really a filmmaker then because a filmmaker has films yeah they could just pick out of a hat and make you know, you the audience doesn't want this. Give them something else. See right. which one sticks. Which one gets paid for. That's true. You know, and That's same true. thing with any business. Yeah, it's just hard to admit because then there's like, you know, we're human beings. It's it's a hard blow. Oh. But you know, it's better to learn it that way and not have to invest any money. Yeah, and invest it into something else. Yeah, and it's not just filmmakers or uh, cookie makers or the foodie creators, but. App developers, I hear app guys get so enamored with their own work that they don't realize how horrible it is. Or, like, there's, it's just, it's not going to go anywhere. Dude, founder syndrome. I just learned that idea, that uh, that concept the other day. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you could, I mean, <laughs> my company, uh, yeah. when I worked for, suffered from it a little bit, too. Yeah. Uh, it's true. You know, you and, and it. it happens. And I'm like, dude, I probably suffer from it, too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to make this happen, yeah. whether it kills me. And back in the day, yeah, it was sexy to be a starving artist. Now it's like you don't need uh, to starve. No. Like, no. just give the audience something else yeah. as long as it comes from you. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Like, that's true. We should uh, end it there, but I just yeah, want yeah. uh, to thank you, John Tregonis, for joining the Bobuster family. Boom. Thank you for having me. No, no. I, I love you guys. I love you too much, man. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Bubusters, for listening. Um, and I just messed up my own ending. <laughs> but uh, uh, thank you for listening to the Bubuster podcast, telling stories through food. <laughs>